Do I have to sing? I have to yeah. sing for this? Every time. It's like you've never heard a podcast before. <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. Homebrew kitchen. kitchen. We're cooking up cool. some spells for you! Yikes. Hey, everybody. <laughs> We're making a show now. This is Homebrew Kitchen. We're Hi. playing D&D and shit. Let's, let's get started. I'm Ashley. I'm our head chef in these endeavors. Um, I'm joined by my four wonderful sous chefs. Um, Rachel. Hi, I'm going to be playing Jortha Heatherstitch. Uh, Katie. Hello, I'm going to be Florence Trumaine. Peter. Hi, I'm playing Petricor. And uh, Busboy Grayson. <coughs> Hello, I'm going to be playing Nico von Frieske. All right, cool. So, um, wh where, does our, where does our story begin? Um, let's see. So our story begins in the city of Waterdeep on the, uh, the eve of Flame Rule 7, which apparently is a date, because dates are wonderful in D&D. And <clears throat> um, it's right in the middle of the festival for the Lady of Joy, the, uh, the deity of joy in the city of Waterdeep. And everyone is partying and drinking and eating and are going to hate themselves tomorrow morning. <laughs> And in the midst of this, there is a wonderful event called the Sinosha Ball, which is where all the really, really rich people in Waterdeep, such as the Masked Lords and the heads of the Merchants Guilds and uh, local warlords and chiefs of uh, bands of mercenaries, get together to converse and talk politics and do other things like that. But, but amidst, amidst all of this excitement and uh, rich, well-to-do people, um, like, you know, drinking because they have an excuse to. There's something else going on, something very important to our crew of characters, which is that the Waterdeep Order of Master Tailors, Glovers, and Mercers, the premier, um, the premier business organization for people in the business of making clothing in Waterdeep, hold their annual um, Sinosher Exposition. <laughs> Did I say that right? I hope I did. Um, what, and so, exposition? exposition? Did I say exposition? No. You did. He did. He said like exposition. Exposition. Oh, <laughs> this is going great. Um, <laughs> and it's at this event, um, much, much like the. Much like um, in modern-day Paris, where they have the haute couture um, fashion shows every season, this is where all of the the best and brightest tailors and clothiers and Waterdeep come out to set the tone for fashion for the season. And, um, like, you know, show off and market themselves and get hot new commissions from all of the nobles and the merchants around Waterdeep. Our party is not those people. <laughs> you guys are amateur. You're amateurs with a startup fashion house, and you're competing in the amateur exposition part of the fashion show. Um, every season when the fashion show rolls around, um, 
A select group of amateurs chosen by the Board of Trustees of the Order of Master Glovers, Tailors, and Mercers are allowed to show off their latest and greatest to the most powerful people in the city. And the winners of the uh, of the amateur show get to be inducted into the Order of Master Tailors. So if you win, you essentially, you know, you get your sewing black belt or whatever, however you want to analogize it. We get the golden needle. You do get the golden needle. <laughs> it's like the golden spatula that they have at, like, American Tex-Mex restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that. But, um, so, where do we, where do we begin? So, it's, it's close to, to, uh, midnight during the snowshire, during the snowshire ball. Um, the, the established fashion houses in Waterdeep have already, um, they've already shown off their latest and greatest works. Um, fashion house Dondris with their stylish funerary, you know, solemn, but also like quiet and reserved outfits. Uh, Fashion House Brubeck, the makers of the premier, finest ceremonial arms and armor in Waterdeep, showed off their latest, um, like, alchemical metallurgy with their crazy, you know, experimental suit of armor that looks just like stained glass. And um, Fashion House Fromm showed off the latest in um, clothing for festivals and parties for the rich and well-to-do in Waterdeep that can have them commissioned. And so the time of... um, the time in which you guys are going to get to send out your works is coming near. So, um, set the scene. So, the scene. So, you guys are in massive air quotes in your green room um, backstage at the at the uh, fashion exposition. Um, to give you an idea, it's not really a green room. You guys don't get one. It's more like you're in like a backstage like warehouse area and they put up some like fabric partitions on poles. Um very very like expo floor looking and you know everyone is like all the people working the show are like hustling and bustling around and you know making sure everything is in place and the the curtains are ready and the lights are the lights are going to be set. And the four of you are gathered around um you know you have all of your your like steamer trunks with all of the the clothing that you brought with you and you know all of the supplies you might need to make you know emergency last minute repairs or you know whatever you might need to do and around around this time the director of the fashion show francois appears he's he's a, a tall kind of lithe half elf man um he's got a very fancy like double breasted coat with like coattails and a clipboard he comes up and, oh, hello, um, fashion. I, what, what do the, uh, what do the four of you call yourselves? Stitches tricks. Yes, snitches tricks. Uh, you are in the amateur exposition, and um, it would appear that um, the, the time is drawing close. So, um, do have your first outfit prepared. Um, you shall be submitting your first entry, and then um, you shall be alternating with uh, other entrants uh, tonight. Uh, the uh, fabric sorcerer Sati. Mm. So uh, do do be prepared. Um, you have perhaps uh, ten minutes. Okay. Do not do not be late. I will not have my fashion show running uh, behind schedule. <clears throat> Good luck. And then he kind of like you know trots off to find the other entrant. 
so um tell me about tell me about the first outfit that you guys are going to submit to this fashion show I think we're going to submit the um, ball dress that turns into a um, suit of battle ass, a badass armor. I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 Give me, give me a rundown on this. Really, really sell me on it. Uh, it's like a beautiful, mm, about a, like you know those like wedding dresses that are like sleek on top but big poofy on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a what's a good color. I'm not the fashion designer here. I'm not asking you. I'm asking the other people in my party. Blaze orange. Oof. Okay. Bold. We All are right. being bold fashion designers here. That is certainly a bold choice for a wedding <laughs> dress. for our fashion house it's in a, the, on the look like upper collar. It's a wedding dress you could go hunting in. <laughs> I don't know. I just well, it's not a wedding dress. It just has the. I'm just picturing. It, it has it the just general has the figure. Ball gown dress. Uh, yeah. uh, skirt. Very yeah. like hoop skirt esque from, from what I understand. Oh, there's yeah. a difference between hoop skirts and tulle, though. Is there? Yes. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I suppose then, um, Peter, the the jig is up, and perhaps we should explain a little bit about Petricor and uh, their role in all of this. Petricor is a changeling bard. They go by they, them. They wear anything and they make it look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the confidence. <laughs> I love it. Oh, wonderful. So, everything so- Everything great on them and they look great in everything. So, so tell me what, what appearance will Petricor be assuming for this first showing of the night? David Bowie. David Bowie. <laughs> oh yes, that's wonderful. Uh, did you want heels with this? Definitely. Okay. Oh, of what? what which David Bowie are we talking about, though? This could. There's a wide gamut of David Bowies to pick from. And I will be portraying all of them over the course of the evening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just slowly. Slowly. Like lava lamp between the different eras of David Bowie. That's right. Okay. Well, so, um, <laughs> so you assume the form of early career David Bowie, man. Yes. <laughs> and you don your your blaze orange, I guess, like ballroom gown poofy dress and heels and you you feel beautiful you, you do feel beautiful <laughs> um i assume he the hair and their hair and makeup are on point i mean he's a changeling he can yeah he can look like whatever he wants or my hair and whatever they want always on point okay <laughs> uh so georgia's like going around making sure everything's perfect and with her little helpers yeah, I suppose you should explain a little bit more about George's little helpers. Uh, Georgia Hevishich is a druid of the, the Circle of the Shepherd. And she can, um, her specialty is in rodents. She can uh, control and, or like talk to mostly rodents. That's what, what she specializes in, but she can also speak to, I think, most animals or any animal. 
<clears throat> so she uses them to uh, do last minute small tailoring in uh, the outfit. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, so Georgia is attending to to Petricor in this blaze orange dress with uh, with her army of of squirrels and other assorted uh, woodland rodents. Uh, I asked Petricor, you know how to make a change, right? Do I know how to make a change? Okay, that was a dumb oh, you question. Mean, you mean in the in the dress? Yes. Uh, remind me. Uh, you gotta tear this bit, and I show them the specific part of, like, the, the poofy bit of the dress. <laughs> oh, like a pull cord? Yeah, it's like a, it's a magic pull cord. <laughs> it's a parachute. Yeah. Gives parachute pants a whole new meaning. No, no, <laughs> don't don't tighten that stitch. It'll look better if I'm a little bit bigger. Okay. And I, okay. I grow a little bit to, to fit the, the <laughs> to fit the dress rather than having you fit it to me. Tell me, um, tell me, Grayson, what is Nico von Frisky um, doing at the moment? How how is he contributing to this effort? Um, he's also assisting with. Final, just looking over, checking to make sure the enchantments on the dress are still can, there and that they'll function properly. Can Can you tell me a little bit about Nico von Frisky? <laughs> just because I don't think I could contain myself if we didn't just, you know, go ahead and establish this. Nico is a tabaxi conjuration wizard. And of course, being a cat person, he looks like a Persian cat with, <laughs> who is extremely fluffy and has this somewhat squished face. <laughs> oh my goodness. And he's probably like four feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You're just, you're just like Danny DeVito if he was a Persian cat. <laughs> Danny DeVito as the penguin and Catwoman finally got together and they Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> That's... We're going to run people off with this, but we must carry on. It Tell me. Help. It doesn't help that my character is a human with bright ass red hair. It's kind yeah. of like poison ivy. And um so tell me about tell me about Florence Trumaine. Um what are what what's what's the vibe with Florence right now, Katie? Uh Florence um is technically a rogue. Okay. Um outfitted with like very small fabric scissors for, for safety <laughs> um and i'm probably just walking around making sure that people aren't stepping on the hem and if they get too close to the skirt of the dress i'll just like snap at them with my scissors <laughs> <laughs> oh and florence is a is florence a dwarf do i remember that correctly you remember that incorrectly. I am a halfling. Oh, you're a halfling. I was so Which close. Which is why I'm so concerned about the hem. I'm right next to it. <laughs> it's all you can see. Florence, a Florence dear. It's, yes. it's like a it's like a a clownfish in an anemone. <laughs> can you oh. do some? How do we say reconnaissance on our um uh competition? Yes. 
There we go. I, I was going to think of a nice call them competition. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not about all of us have your confidence. You all should. We're amazing. Thank you. You're right. You have the plebeians joining. Go take a look at what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> oh, so is Florence going on a recon mission already? I mean, yes. Also, I'm just annoyed because I'm like, go away. I'm trying to do things. Wow, poor Florence. Uh, so cold. Yes, yes, mistress. Yes, I'll, yes, I'll go quickly. <laughs> Don't, mistress. Okay. Well, I think this means we get our first roll um, ever on on Homebrew Kitchen. So go ahead and um, go ahead and make a stealth roll for me, uh, Florence Trumaine. Ooh, there we go. Ooh. Oh, okay. What's the total, though? Uh, well, let me see if I have. It's just Dex, right? No, it's actual. Oh, okay. You should. Yeah, you so. should have proficiency. Yeah, it's uh, uh, a whopping twelve. Twelve? Okay, not terrible. Um, with your diminutive stature and with the hustle and bustle of people. Oh, wait a minute. I have Supreme Sneak, whatever that is. Uh, yeah, that makes it better. It <laughs> might be like a plus 10 sneak. I don't know. It, it's a feat, I guess. Well, for now, um, with your diminutive stature and with, you know, all the people moving around backstage at this fashion show, um, you're, you're able to have... You know, uh, you, you take a few minutes to get yourself in a good position and you see into the green room, which is also just like a couple fabric partitions <laughs> of the fabric sorceress Satie, the rival amateur fashion designer to the the three of you and Petricor, your model. And you see, you see the sorceress and... Um, she has her crew of models and her crew of practical effects wizards that she surely hired specifically to make her models look better during the show. And she's hunched over. And in her in her um, green room, there are three figures about your size, actually. And um, they, they have their back turned to you. And um, each of them has a a shirt that says security on the back. <laughs> well, I guess it would be more of like a more of like a gambeson that says security like stitched into the back. Is it bright yellow? Yes. It's a black <laughs> gambes it's a black gambeson with security stitched on the back in bright yellow, like impact font. <laughs> oh my. And uh, these three little dudes, um, they they don't appear to be dwarves or halflings. Um, they they appear distinctly goblinoid in their form. Okay. You can't quite make out what she's saying to them, but perhaps you could try and get closer. Do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and try to get even closer. Okay, make another stealth roll for me. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's okay. so that's a, a once. So that's a natural one. 
<laughs> and you you are you're very deftly making your way through you know the throngs of people milling about backstage. Hold on, though, Ashley. I and have I'm lucky. Oh, you are lucky. I Go am ahead lucky. And... I can reroll ones on attack, ability, or saving throws. Wow, you just ruined my week. Go ahead and reroll. <laughs> His whole week. My it's whole okay. Week. At least it's Friday. Oh, geez. I a mean, 10. that's all right. A 10 14. plus modifiers. 14. I, I gotta say, you must have a better uh, re- bonus than that. Didn't you? You took stealth as a skill? I did not, actually. Ah, uh, so you're just adding your dexterity modifier? Yep. Okay. That explains it. So with a 14, you you draw closer and you you like <laughs> you like go around behind one of the fabric partitions that like makes up her green room and you like stick your head under it <laughs> like right behind her and you hear Man, her talking i'm so sneaky guys <laughs> you're so you're so sneaky <laughs> i mean any any other person would have thought it wouldn't work but you knew it would so you <laughs> did it <laughs> And so you, you stick your head under and you hear the, the sorceress, um, Madame Satie, speaking to these three goblins and... Okay, now, so the three of you understand the plan, right? And um, the, the largest of the three goblins, which is only maybe about two inches taller than the other two... Yeah, we, uh, we get it. We just go up to the, uh, we go up to the catwalks over the stage and... Yeah, when they send their their guy out, uh, the bucket's up there. Yeah, we got we got the idea. Now uh, you better you better be ready to pay us on this, though. You know, not many people cross Philip and uh, live to tell about it. I hope you get that. And the sorceress just kind of like, oh, but of course, um, don't worry. Your payment will be tendered as soon as the show is over. Now run along, the three of you. Yeah, okay. All right, come on, poot, scrack. Let's get out of here. And they uh, they kind of turn around and uh, they run off to somewhere. Um, you could try and follow them or you could return, you know, up to you. Um, mm, I think I would like to... I will ignore them for now. Even though that seems juicy. I would like to see what kind of designs this house is showcasing. Okay. So they um what you what you're able to surmise well really I shouldn't even explain. Go ahead and roll roll an arcana check for me before I give away the game too much. Oh Jesus. Wow, that's a good roll. Let's see. 17 total. 17. So what you're able to surmise kind of looking at looking at her designs is you you find that when her models put on the outfits, like the one that's getting ready right now, it seems to have like once they put the outfit on, it almost seems to cast some kind of like aura of like attractiveness or beauty on them you you get the impression that maybe her outfits serve to make people look better than they really do through some 
arcane means. You also notice one other thing which is curious. You notice that... So, you, the, um, remind me of your guys' group name? Uh, Stitches Tricks. So, Stitches Tricks and uh, Madame Satie are both scheduled to, um, to show off three outfits tonight. But curiously, um, it would seem that she only has two. Hmm. <laughs> well then, um, are both of her outfits being worn currently? Um, yeah. She, she appears to have hired uh, multiple models, one for each of her outfits. And so um, both of them are in the process of getting ready. Okay. Um... Then I will go back to uh, my own house. Fashion house. Yeah. And mate. so around the time you get back, you'll find that Francois has come back. And he is ushering um, Petricor towards um, stage right. Because it's about time for you to take your first stroll down the catwalk of the night. And Yes, yes, come on, come on. Uh, it is about time for you to get on the stage. And we will not be running late tonight. Uh, this way, this way. And he's like clearing the way and, you know, as um, Stitch's tricks, um, I'll attend to Petricor as you guys make your way toward the stage. I am not ready for the stage. The stage is finally <laughs> ready for me. Oh, oh. You've, you've brought this, darling. Don't worry. Good. Oh, oh, right. I know. I, I th uh, Florence, you're back. I didn't see you there. Thanks. So, um, Petricor, you are yes. you are guided to stage right, and from behind the curtain, you can just take a peek out, and you can see, um, you can see into, you can see into, you know, like the uh, the main auditorium, into which you will be performing tonight, and you see um, the the seats are packed all the way, you know, up to. Like the VIP boxes all the way down to like, you know, the pit right in front of right around <clears throat> right around the catwalk. Um, you see all manner of people out there. You see like writers and reporters that have come here to report on, you know, the latest like gossip and the latest developments in the fashion world. All the way up to in some of the VIP boxes, you see that even some of the masked lords of Waterdeep themselves have turned out tonight to see this little expo that you guys are going to put on or the that you're a part of. audience for my beauty. <laughs> so, the... From... From... Um, from somewhere in the room, you hear kind of like a sourceless voice. And... Hello, everybody! Tonight, we're moving on to the amateur expo port portion of the... Yeah, Evening. you you hear you hear the Sunday 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 it's Monster Jam announcer. Um, apparently is in t attendance tonight. Hello everybody, we're moving on to the amateur portion, and going up first we have Stitches Tricks. Let's see what they have to offer. And um, with that, Francois kind of ushers you out onto the stage, and I would like you to roll a performance check for me, Petricor. I will do. Quick question. Yes. 
did did Florence tell anybody about what she saw? I don't know. Did Florence? It didn't seem like it. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Well then. Uh, all right. So, um, in advance <laughs> of 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 stepping out in preparation, I cast on myself um, enhance ability. Ooh. Um, with a focus on charisma. So I can uh, I get advantage on charisma checks. Excellent. So um, I step out on stage in a in a flourish that demonstrates just how beautiful I am. And also there's a dress. <laughs> so I will roll two dice. Um, oh, wow. And um, I will point out that uh, I'm a bard, which means I'm skilled in performance. I'm a changeling, which means I uh, have a bonus to charisma. And I, uh, uh, one of the bard's bardic abilities is called expertise, where you get to pick a skill and uh, uh, double the pro proficiency bonus that you add to it. So my performance bonus is 13. So I got a 27. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this man's playing Yu-Gi-Oh over here. Jesus. <laughs> With a 27. Um, I, I feel like, would you like to describe what you do? Because I could certainly try, but I feel like I'm not worthy. <laughs> I don't walk or stroll or meander. I don't even strut. I tread the stage and it trembles beneath my beauty. <laughs> That's the best I can do, I think. That's... <laughs> you, you see many a nobleman and a noble lady. Um begin fanning themselves. That's right. I want to turn both their heads. <laughs> they they appear equal parts fascinated and confused and as if many, many things are being awoken throughout the entirety of your performance. I will wake them up, I will put them to sleep, and I will smoke a cigarette afterward. <laughs> oh... <laughs> It's getting hot in here, guys. <laughs> I just took off my shirt. I hear very dressed. So you, wow. so you pulled the magic ripcord. <laughs> uh, so yes, I, 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 uh, I tread the stage down to the end of the catwalk, and and, and, uh, and just then you before actually I'm show off in, the outfit. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So somewhere there's an outfit. Uh, just before I get to the end of the catwalk where I'm supposed to do a turn and then walk back, I I pull the rip cord and the whole thing, I don't know, I need someone, I need one of the manufacturers to describe how it transforms. Um, I was, actually, Grayson, you take this one. It was your magic. <laughs> um, as he pulled, as they pull the rip cord, the dress itself bursts into flame. And then after the flame all dies down, Petrichor is standing there, as amazing as before. But now, instead of a dress, is wearing beautifully crafted armor. 
and Sh shining. <laughs> and as, as the uh, as the dress goes up in flames, you hear you know a, an audible gasp from the audience as they think, "Holy shit! <laughs> We've never seen someone have an outfit catch on fire." But then they realize it was supposed to do that. And as <laughs> as Petricor emerges from the flames, um, enveloped in a suit of shining armor. Um, and applause breaks out amongst the audience. Um, you see one of the reporters, like, in the pit, you know, right next to the catwalk, like, bursts into, like, tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I strike my poses there at the end of the catwalk. Um, and then I think just to... Uh, one can do, yeah. Um just to what's the word um mess with them i don't know just to leave them with that impression and and so they don't see me walk away you know, i don't want to dwindle in their ah. minds i want to remain as large or larger than life as i am in this moment moment so instead of of walking away back down the catwalk i just cast dimension door and uh, oh my backstage. Wow. What a wow, what a showing. <laughs> so yeah, Petricor just emerges from a dimension door um back behind the curtain. <clears throat> and Whoa. I want all of you to roll um perception for me. Um I would just like to n point out that I do have a passive perception of 19. Oh my. Well, everyone else rolled perception. I'm observant. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad somebody does, because mine is mm -hmm. no good. I rolled a 6. I rolled an 11 plus uh, 4, so I got a 15. I guess 15. I got lucky and got a total of 18. All right, well, then most of you then will notice. So, um, first first off, you, Florence Trumaine, mm -hmm. you see, so the, uh, the models are alternating coming out from stage left and stage right. And so from where you are at, opposite you, about to, you know, getting ready to take their walk down the catwalk from stage left, you see one of the model. You see Madame Satie with a model that you don't recognize. That wasn't in her green room, and that model is wearing one of your outfits. Excuse me. Hold up. Hold up. <clears throat> Georgia. Uh, yes. Something is wildly inaccurate here. I think we have to fuck some shit up because they stole our outfit. And right hey. now, you, you hear the announcers. What a wonderful showing from Stitch's Tricks. Coming up next, we got the renowned up-and-coming fabric sorceress, Madame Sati. Let's see what she has in store for us tonight. Go okay. on. Does anyone have, does anyone have the spell magic? Uh, I, no. Uh, so do I have this right? That uh, We've all noticed that the model that is about to come on. You guys Madame have all Sati noticed, yes. It would appear that, one, of, one of our designs. Yeah, it would appear that at some point, they stole the design that you guys were going to show off next. And they're about to walk out onto the catwalk with it. And I okay. will say that 
before they make it onto the stage where where all the gods and nobles of Waterdeep can see them, you have but maybe a round of combat for sense of time. Okay, mm. um, can I start by looking at, looking up above the catwalk and looking for buckets? Um, you look up at the catwalk and those three goblins that, <clears throat> those three goblins that you saw talking to Madame Sati earlier, um, you see up on the catwalk, you see a a tall, skinny um, humanoid with like curly red hair, and he's in like a like a dark blue robe, and he's on the catwalk, and he is like talking to the three goblins, and like you know they seem to be having kind of a heated discussion up there, and one of okay. the goblins has a bucket. <laughs> okay. Um... So I have an ability called second story work, meaning I can climb at regular speed. I would like to climb at regular speed up and try to get above the catwalk and join them. Um, okay, go ahead and go ahead and roll acrobatics, not because I don't think you would be able to climb it, because you know, there's so many much rigging and ladders around, but to do it quickly without being noticed. Uh fourteen. 14? Yeah, that's probably enough. So you, you like quickly find, <laughs> like you find like a rope with like a sandbag and, you know, very Errol Flynn, you like grab it and cut the rope and ride it all the way up into the catwalks. <laughs> so what would you like to do next? Uh, are we sticking with Florence or are we doing... Florence like has a... just taken off like goddamn Spider-Man up into the catwalks <laughs> above above Which the stage and the curtains. Um, and then from there, I would like to throw my scissors and oh, try... Oh, wait, where where is... Okay, above... Are they, like, straight above the model or are they, like, at the end of the catwalk? Um, it would seem that, like, they just got up there and they're, like, off on... They're off above, you know, the entrance to stage left, like talking to this this figure in the in the uh, in the robes. Okay, so they're close to right above her. Yeah, they're close to right above Sati's model. Well, then you best bet your booty, I'm gonna throw my scissors and try to knock the bucket out of their hands onto the model. Okay. Um, so, well, can, I, can I do uh, something? Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, I would like to cast hold person on the model. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, we had the same plan. Yeah, I was like, what spells do I have? Hold person, that will work. Um, yeah, go for it. Cast okay. hold person. Um, they need to make like a, like a save, I think. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. What's your, what's your spell save, DC? Uh, I think it's 15. Okay. Well, I was not expecting this model to have to deal with this right away. So we're just going to say they have... Um, it's a wisdom save, right? Yeah, it's a wisdom save. We'll just give them like a plus one. Like, they're a fairly wise model. Are you sure? Is that how models usually are? are is this a joke about models? Are you saying... Are you trying to say something about models, Katie? Yes, are you? <laughs> oh, well, they rolled a five after their modifier. So, yeah, so the announcer, like, talks about, like, 
Madame Sati, let's see what she's got. And then, like, everyone's, like, you know, like, leaning forward in their seats in anticipation. And nothing happens. Can I? <laughs> and so something? you have bought some time, and Madame Sati is like, what is wrong with you? And the, the model is just, like, stuck in place, just, like, like, grinding teeth. <laughs> I would like to do something next, if I can. Oh, okay, yes. Go ahead. I want to cast Silent Image and make the same model appear, but wearing a very kind of underwhelming outfit and have this silent image go and do a, a normal... Not even a bad down. outfit, a mediocre one. Oh, that's so much more cutting. Do, do describe to me describe to me the outfit that you'd like Sati's model to walk in. Hmm. What was the original outfit? <laughs> what was our second outfit? Does anyone have that? I, this, <clears throat> uh, I believe that was your idea for this one, Grayson. I only have our first one written down. Uh-oh. If I remember correctly, wasn't it like it changes oh. from like formal oh, yeah. wear to something else? Yeah, it's uh, formal yeah. wear to reception wear. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like, it's not creative. It's just like a basic, it's a pretty dress, but there's nothing overly special about it. It's probably, I don't know enough about fashion. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it looks very like you bought it at Target. <laughs> yes. Oh, to, to anyone out there that likes Target, I'm sorry, but... But it's not high fashion. No, it's really not. <laughs> and they walk down the aisle or the runway with just not even a fraction of the pizzazz that Petrichor had. Well, that's just true to you life. You know what? You know what? Um, <laughs> go go ahead and you roll a performance roll for me, and let's see how bad Nico von Frieski can botch this. <laughs> you want you want to get low on this. Yes. That's, that's a four that's pretty bad and everyone is just kind of like they think like a stagehand has wandered out from from backstage <laughs> and then um and then like you hear the announcer like well um i guess that was it <laughs> <laughs> um so, Florence, go ahead and roll to throw your scissors to try and knock the bucket out of <laughs> out of the goblin's hand. Ooh. Uh, don't you... Uh, emergency? Yeah, uh, yeah, plus four. Someone do math. 13. 13, 13 to hit. Yeah, 13 isn't going to quite meet the armor class you would need to to hit that bucket okay and then, the sorry and then oh, then, uh, then <laughs> um so i have the ability of fast hands can i like go up to them and then quick slide a hand and just like flip the bucket before they notice i think you would have alerted them when you threw the scissors <laughs> Like, like I imagine the scissors like ping off of the catwalk and like fall down backstage somewhere, and the goblin holding, holding the bucket kind of turns around like, hey, hey, Philip, look, Philip, 
and like the the slightly larger Philip, um, like kind of looks, and the uh, the person they were talking to, and the uh, the person they were talking to is like, hey, you you guys can't be up here. You, you gotta go back downstage. And the uh, the goblins are like, ah, it must be one of them one of them uh, one of them stitches people. We gotta get them. Get them, boys. And so the goblins like start making their way over toward you, and the the other guy is running behind. He's like, "No, wait! None of you can be up here." All um, right. <laughs> so, what would you like to do, Florence? It, it would appear that these goblins, one of which is still carrying the bucket, um, you don't know what for, but they appear to be coming for you. Mm, okay. Um, I'm going to do something. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what What would that be? <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> um, Actually, you know what? You know what would have happened, considering. This probably resolves around the same time that um, Nico von Frieski's um, <laughs> Nico von Frieski created his image. Is the uh, the guy in the robes would be like, "Oh man, the strap is gonna kill me!" And then he sees like the person walking out onto the stage, and you see him immediately cast light, and <laughs> <laughs> he, he like has to stop to be the spotlight for the model walking on the stage. And he's just like nervously like casting light over and over again and like looking at the goblins and looking to you and like looking back to the goblins and then like back down to the stage. Ridoui! Uh Yeah, I'm gonna GTFO. Okay, so you get out of there. And so you, you make your way back down to the rest of your group and... Um, Francois has come back over to you, and so um, I, is, where's your next outfit? Are you ready to go back on back onto the stage? Um, we that was a very disappointing one, said Madame that he put up last. So we really need a, another crowd pleaser like that last one you did. Don't worry, I'm ready. We just gotta get him. Okay, in the um, outfit. where's your outfit? You are wearing. The I've same been, I've been changing you. this whole time. <laughs> into what? <laughs> into what do you mean? Into what? Into my next outfit. Into Adam. the next outfit that um, shows Someone off else. their amazing, beautiful legs and amazing, beautiful David Bowie neck and arms. And it's basically just the body of an ostrich covering <laughs> the midsection. Okay, well, in, enough joking around. Um, we are already running late after Sati's little uh, incident. So um, you need to get, get changed very quickly and uh, come on out. Um, no. I will be back in a moment to to fetch the uh, the four of you. And fine. So just a question. So the the model. So they they literally stole our. They next literally outfit. stole. Because like, I I thought at first it might be an illusion, like maybe she'd spied on. No, us like you guys get back to your green room and like the outfit has been snatched out of your. But we, we have our third one, right? You do have your third one if you okay. want to go straight to then, it. Then that model is still pinned in place. We just need to cut it off of her, <laughs> and, oh, and cast mending. I have mending. Wait, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Florence, uh, Nico. Let's go. You have to hurry. Oh. 
Okay. Uh, I'm I'm little like my brow is like very furrowed because I'm just like concentrating. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So you guys like make your way over towards stage left and like you walk by like Sati and Francois and what was that? Um, your model did not look very good. I did not think that was what you submitted. And she's like, there is, there is some cheating going on here and I am not going to stand for whatever this tomfoolery is. Um, I'm not going to have my title taken away from me for the third season in a row because some, some ingrates that have come up from nowhere have decided that they want to cheat in this fashion show. Uh, and like, you, you like catch the gist of that as you walk by. Question, did, yes. she, win, did she win three? This is like her third one winning? <laughs> no, apparently it's the third one she's entered and has lost. So oh. yeah, she, she, she considers this one owed to her. Okay. Um, since since it's, you know, you, the, the, the seamsters, who are needed for for taking and repairing the dress? Should I should I stop and address this with with what's his name? Francois. Uh, Francois, George, maybe. Yeah, George seems very busy, so she doesn't seem to notice what's going on. Would you um, Would you like to? Sure. I think I'll I'll swing to a stop. We're all marching over to that model, but I we overhear this and I and I turn. And, and join the group, and I say, yes, there is some cheating going on. I'm looking oh? at it. Is that the case? Look, I, I cannot be having a, a role in the backstage of my fashion show. Um, if you t Tell me, what kind of cheating is going on? She stole our dress. Is that so? Did she steal your outfit? That is very sad. We. Oui. <laughs> and she won't get away with it. She will pay. Petricor is so dramatic. Look, if you think there's any cheating going on, then we can discuss this afterwards, but I really need you to um, get changed and go out on stage. Uh, the, uh, the guests tonight are getting very antsy. Oh, they're just writhing in anticipation of me. <laughs> Oh and I God. turn and I stalk away to get into the next outfit. Damn. <laughs> anyway, so Georgia, Nico, and Florence assisting us as we cut off our outfit. <laughs> yeah, so you guys find this model still like stuck in place. So, um, so I would like to cut on the seams, like where this, because we know where the seams are. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and make um make a dexterity check. You'll be proficient in this because, you know, you're all tailors. Uh, hold on. I also help and give advantage. Uh, let me... I'm going to cast... Um, oh, no, 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 no. If I do that, never mind. Uh, you can cast help and give us advantage. Oh, all right. Okay. I'm already uh, giving you advantage. <laughs> yeah. So 2d20s. 23 plus my dex, which Ooh. is... One. You rolled a 12. Oh, 12, yeah. 12 okay. plus 1 is my dex, plus 4 is proficiency. Wow, is okay, yeah. So <laughs> you, you like, pull out a seam ripper, and you manage to very carefully extract the outfit, and the model is just left standing, like, in their underwear, um, stage left. They're very confused and quite frightened. I just conjure a <laughs> towel around them. I, I will <laughs> whisper soothing things into their ear while the, while I'm being dressed. <laughs> oh my god! 
God, Peter. Petrichor, do you have what's that spell? What is the spell to protect against the spell magic? To protect against to dispel magic? Can you counterspell dispel magic? Yeah, I, uh, I, can, I have no idea. I can help with that. I'll keep them. I'll make sure no one messes with it. Don't worry. Yes. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Nico. That was very helpful. It's been a little stressful lately. Of course, of course. Okay, so you guys extract the outfit and go back to your to your green room to get ready. And so you mend the outfit back onto Petricor. Um, while what you guys, are, I'll go ahead. Uh, are you still what era of Davy Bowie you are? Are you now? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, this is an important question. Shoot, where did my David Bowie pictures go? There they are. I don't know. It's it's uh, man, they're just all amazing. Um, <laughs> I don't know the one where you can cut people with his chin. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, what type of shoes do you want with this one? Flats? Uh, platforms? Flats. Okay. Oxfords. Okay. Yes, that would work well. Thank you. Yeah, and so as you guys are getting Petricor prepared, um, uh, someone else approaches you guys. Um, Petricor will recognize this person immediately. This is, this is kind of the whale to Petricor's Moby Dick. This is world-famed model, Gottfried Galantide. A tall, muscular man, long, very Adonis, Fabio-like. You know, big, strong, long, blonde hair, blue eyes, and he kind of approaches, um, it appears that he's here tonight because he was modeling for one of the members of the Order of Master Tailors. And That was uh, quite the performance you gave out there, little man. <laughs> Mr. Gallantide <laughs> thank, thank you I strive <laughs> They must want to charge a lot for a model such as yourself you make any outfits suit you, huh? Uh, uh, every outfit suits me and I suit every outfit Is that so? Yes. Hmm. I'll be keeping a close eye on you. You'll need both eyes. Apparently, <laughs> if you keep that up. He kind of, you know, this is just kind of a casual exchange. He wanders off to somewhere else. That was casual? Ooh, gosh. <laughs> Here I was like, oh, something's going to happen after the show. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, <laughs> so we've got Petricor in his outfit. You've got Petricor in his outfit. And so Petricor, um, as soon as they see that you are in an outfit that isn't yeah, what you were wearing before, uh, yeah. Francois, come on, come on now. We need to uh, get you on stage. Everyone is getting uh, very anxious to, to see you uh, perform again. So... Uh, um... Yeah. So, I uh, quickly said, "Don't forget this. Uh, don't forget the the magic release button. It'll turn into a um, nice suit for a very elegant suit for the um, what is it, uh, Nico? What is the word I'm looking for? Reception. Reception. Thank you, Nico. Thank and, you. And um, yeah. So everyone, go ahead and roll another perception for me. Um, nineteen. Something real quick. <laughs> yeah, nineteen for for Florence because of. Florence's absurd um, <laughs> passive perception. 
um, can I do something to try and help myself out? Sure, go ahead. I want to teleport up to the rigging again. So I can oh, okay. Because conjuration, I can just teleport 30 feet. Nice. Okay. <laughs> really cool feature of conjuration wizard. That is. Well then, so, so, I... so Nico and <clears throat> Nico and um, Florence, the two of you then definitely you see that the goblins are still up there and they still have that bucket. <laughs> I got a 12. Yeah, you probably wouldn't quite spot them this time. It seems they're being a bit more careful. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you were there, so I don't think you need yeah, to... Yeah, you were already up there. Okay. I'm just going to give that to yeah, you. I rolled a three. Yeah. <laughs> there. You have trouble, but you do spot them. <laughs> they're right <laughs> I probably pointed it out too. I'm like, ah, they're right in front of you. Yeah. So, so I still don't know they're there. Is that right? That would appear to be the case. I'm just like Petricor. It's time. Do your thing. Yeah, Petricor right. is too engrossed in Petricor. <laughs> and so, as Petricor begins to make his way out onto the catwalk again, you see these goblins are getting into position with their bucket. Um, right above the end of the catwalk where Petricor is going to make his turn or make their turn. All right. Well, so um, it, it would appear that Nico and Florence, uh, it might be up to you. <laughs> okay. Um, is there any sort of cover up here? Not really. Um, the catwalks <laughs> are like, they just have like handrails and they're they're like great you know they're not solid you can okay. probably you can probably try the thing you tried before because they don't notice you now yeah i'm going to sneak up to them which okay. i now know i have advantage on okay go ahead and roll stealth also nico von frisky go ahead and roll stealth oh okay and if he fails maybe he helps um Florence, because they they pay attention to him. <laughs> wow. That is a six for Nico. That's a six for Nico. And a 20. A dirty so with a 20, one. you start making your way toward the goblins. But um, Nico, the, uh, the same special effects wizard from before. Hey, you can't be up here. Where do all these people keep coming from? <laughs> and he like starts running over to you, Nico. He's like, "Wait a minute, you're, you're, the, you're like a wizard." Uh, yes, I am also a special. Effect. I'm a wizard too. Delightful. <laughs> I'm working special effects to pay my way through wizard school. Well, let's be best friends. Where did you go? Where did you go to wizard school? Um. Oh, you know, from that one. <laughs> wow, I haven't heard of that one. I would. You must be really exclusive. Yes, it is. Maybe it I can get in is. there. I, I'm sure you can, darling. And I put Maybe. my arm on. I put my arm on like I try to reach his shoulder. I don't know if I can reach his shoulder. He's like a tall, skinny, like teenager. You roll around his hips. Oh, oh, oh that's like... real weird. I've never had anyone do that. <laughs> All right, I gotta do it. Wait, who's that? And so, like, he he sees the goblins at this point because the goblins did not evade his sight. But he doesn't see Florence. And so, Florence, you are within striking distance of these goblins now. 
and um, um, Petricor is about halfway down the catwalk, and um, the audience seems a bit confused because there's no spotlight, <laughs> because the special effects wizard has gotten a bit distracted by Nico. So what would you like to try and do, um, Florence? I'm going to snab the bucket. You're going to snab the bucket. Snab the bucket out of their okay. groovy paws. <laughs> okay. Um, go ahead and let's do an opposed... I guess this would be opposed, like, dexterity? Okay, or would it be, like, like a sleight of hand? Oh, or? you have sleight of hand, so yeah, it could be, like, your sleight of hand just against their decks. Okay. <laughs> natural 20. Oh, nat 20. 20 and well, my side of hand is plus 8, so I think it went fine. Yeah. So you you make your way over to them and you you snag the bucket out of their hands and the uh, the goblin like like wasn't ready and like whips around and uh, who are you? Are oh, you that one from before? Give me my bucket pet. What's in and, the like, bucket? And he he starts like <laughs> snatching like trying to grab the bucket back out of your hand and it would appear that the bucket is full of like it's like white and brown paint but like poorly mixed together so it has kind of like a bird poop texture to it oh gross yeah you gotta give me the bucket yeah give me the bucket back and he's like trying to take it from you he's not having a whole lot of luck though because with a nat 20 you're just kind of like weaving the bucket out of your out of his grasp then I would like to use my dash to get out of there, because I can do that on my turn for free. She's getting away with the bucket. Come on, let's get her, boys. <laughs> and so, like the three goblins, like take on. They take off toward you. Um, let's see. What's your speed? Thirty-five. Oh, you are slightly faster than them. So, <clears throat> I guess. I guess you and Nico go ahead and roll initiative. That's not great. So it'll be Florence and then the goblins and then Nico. So Florence, so you have a round of of combat to... So you have this bucket and you've ran away from the goblins. What would you like to do with it? Um... What part of the stage are we over right now? With your movement, you could have reached any part of the stage from where you were, from where you started, I would say. Okay. Um, then I would have tried to make my ma- make make my way back towards Nico and the Mr. Voice Break. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, you haven't found out his name yet, have you? Nope. No, we <laughs> No, his name is Eric. Eric Spotlight. Eric Spotlight. <laughs> okay, so you run over there. Um, Go ahead and just make a straight dexterity check to see if you can run and not drop any paint out of the bucket. Mm, plus four. Fourteen. A little bit of paint falls off, but it doesn't hit Petricor. And like a couple people in the pit, like around, are like, "What the?" Because like paint, like lands, like little drops of paint land in their hair. 
No, man, there's a bird up in the rafters. <laughs> pooping on the guests. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Not a pigeon. Um, in the ballroom. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's yeah. see. What else would you like to try and do? Um, Maybe just... Hmm. Could I throw my other dagger or my sorry not a dagger my other scissor um yeah sure go ahead and throw the other half of your scissors it's, um, mo it's mostly just to try to get them off balance uh 18 uh yeah 18 hits one of them uh, um, how much damage is that gonna do uh d4 oh Yeah, so you throw the scissors and it buries itself into one of the goblins and it like yeah! and um the the largest one like turns around Scrack, look out! They got poop <laughs> <laughs> You take care of him, I'll go get her. And uh yeah, so one of them is like laying on the on the catwalk, like with a half of a pair of like sewing scissors like stuck in him. With the other goblin like trying to like give him CPR. <laughs> so and, Yes. So I noticed there's no spotlight, right? There's no spotlight right now. That's correct. What would you like to do to capitalize on this? I have a spell called Conjure Minor, minor Elementals. Oh, no. <laughs> what is this? Uh, I could summon like one elemental of challenge rating two or lower. I don't know what that means. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm basically making a light pet with a fire elemental. Okay, stand by. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was—I didn't want to interrupt things, but I was like, "Can I do this?" <laughs> no, this should resolve now. I think. Um, go ahead and make your performance roll for this, by the way. Oh, for Petricor. Alrighty, I, uh, I have been maintaining my enhanceability, by the way. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> 35 again that's um, adding the d20s 32 off the charts that's adding the d20s together oh i see but so no, that's 19 right 19 plus 13 which is still like 22 ah yep 30 uh 32 is my is my total Man, I was so hoping for a 35, but it's 20... close to 35. 32 is not far off. 32 is still insane. So once again, you just have the crowd utterly enraptured and are blissfully unaware of the bucket of paint precariously moving around above the stage. And um, yeah, so if you want to go ahead and summon some fire elementals... I will um, summon... I would like to summon eight. Can I have them different colors? Sure. They're, they're just like circling around Petrogor in like yeah. a circle. Go ahead and go ahead and roll performance to see like to see how good of a job you do setting up stage lighting on the fly. Oh oh no, this is gonna be bad. Um and can I describe so because obviously I can tell there's no light on me at first as I as I head down the catwalk, so I am capitalizing that, leak giving, you know, kind of smoking glances and uh <laughs> 
you know, uh, looming a little bit, the sort of thing that you would expect to see across a dark uh, party hallway. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm filling everyone's minds with the thoughts of that that person they they want to have a have a uh, a tete-a-tete with uh, in in a darkened room at, during a party. Um, or possibly oh. this is sort of wedding garb, isn't it? Yeah, um, it so kind then, of is. Then this is kind of uh, they're all imagining the 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 darkened room and their last chance with the groom. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, because this one, the first one's a dress, and it turns oh, into a suit. Last chance with the bride. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could be the groom. The groom. So yeah. Yes. So with with Rachel's. 21. 21. <laughs> you, you guys see as Georgia Heatherstitch um, kind of weaves together um, <laughs> weaves together with her hand some arcane energies and as you reach the um, as you reach the end of the catwalk just an explosion of light and color like erupts from behind you as these eight colorful little fire elementals um, just kind of like emerge and like light up the stage and kind of dance around you and follow your follow your movements as you make your way around. Yes, and I use that to to highlight the beauty of the 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 wedding attire um, in the last few moments before I pull the ripcord and change it into the into the, um, the evening suit. The evening suit. Yes. Boom. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. While this is going on, um, let's see. So while this is going on, now it's the goblin Philip's turn <laughs> to do something. And Philip is, so Florence, you watch as Philip from within his um, security, <laughs> his gambeson that has the word security embroidered on it. He pulls a vial of a kind of viscous um, amber fluid and he hurls it in your direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I need to roll. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's a 15, I believe, to hit. Yeah, it's 15. Does mm-hmm. that hit? What's My your... is 15. Oh. So, um... So, you watch this vial soar through the air, and... It, it crashes into into your chest and breaks open and this noxious this noxious like amber gas comes out and it kind of like it makes your eyes tear up and it kind of burns when you inhale it and um, go ahead and make a constitution save for me uh, 10 10 yeah so with a 10. So this vial breaks open and this vial uh, gas comes out and you kind of like go to like wipe, like wipe the tears out of your eyes and you kind of stumble and the bucket of paint goes tumbling over the catwalk. Um, Petricor, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw for me. (laughs) Let's see. Patrick, or you still have your eighteen? Your... Wow. Never mind. I was gonna say you still have your adv- uh, advantage, right? That only I have to choose an ability, so I put it oh, on charisma. Okay. Mm. 
because why would I put it on anything else? <laughs> yeah, with an 18, you um you deftly just step out of the way of the paint as it just kind of like splashes down onto the stage where you just were. I imagine a little spin to the left. Yeah, very like ballroom dance. Mm -hmm. I, after that, I cut the lights. <laughs> and like that, I am gone. <laughs> yep, and the announcers... Wow, another weird showing from the, uh, what is it, Stitches Tricks? Yeah. Another incredible showing from Stitches Tricks. And yeah, so you have evaded this bucket of paint. And you make it, you make it back behind the stage again, um, wearing your outfit and <clears throat> wearing your outfit and not covered in paint. And you, you watch as some stagehands like sprint out onto the catwalk with while the lights are still down to mop up all of the paint that's left behind. Um, I hurry Patrick over back to the green rooms because this one's going to take a little uh, effort from me to get on. Yeah. Uh -huh. <clears throat> yeah, I also hurry back to the green room to help. Okay. So meanwhile, on the catwalks above the stage... Um... There's combat going on. <laughs> I, I yeah, can. Florence is still up there. Uh, I no. believe it's Nico's turn to do something now. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, the wizard is up there next to you. He's like, "Oh man, Mr. F's gonna kill me." <laughs> it, it's all right. It's all right. That all looked intentional. Did sure. it? I don't know how fashion works. <laughs> <laughs> you see the pretty no. colors. <laughs> so I can see both of the goblins right now. Correct. Yeah, you can see the one that threw the uh, the vial at Florence, and you can see the one that's been stabbed and is laying on the catwalk, and the other one that's like giving him mouth to mouth. <laughs> if I could, oh, so there's three if, of them. There are three of them in total. If okay. I could, like, kind of be dramatic, I would like to hold my hand out towards Nico and be like, "Go." Save the show. It must go on. Okay. I give I give Florence a solemn nod and I cast Misty Step and go back to the green room. Mm. So we're at the top of the initiative and you can you can see now that Florence, as this gas that you're choking on, as it starts touching the metal catwalks. Um, the catwalks start to rust noticeably. Oh, gross. Uh-huh. And it's your turn. Wait, was that the paint or was that the, the stuff that got splashed on you? No, no, no. no. The paint just fell down on the stage, but Florence finds herself in a noxious gas. I see. Yeah. And the noxious gas appears to be rusting the catwalk supports very rapidly. Hmm. I would like to grapple. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, grappling. Uh, is it opposed strength? I can't remember. I believe so. All right, opposed strength time. These guys don't have great strength. It's Ooh. okay. Neither do I, but I'm lucky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, luckily oh, I'm lucky. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, no. I'm, so, for reference for those playing along at home, um, Florence Trumaine rolled a 1 and then a 19. 
and then Philip the Goblin just rolled a natural 20. <sighs> Philip's a dick. So, yeah, so you try and grab Philip, and... <laughs> and Philip, like, does a reverse, it's like, I was on the college wrestling team, you know, and he does, like, a reversal on you. <laughs> Went hard when I got my MBA at Waterdeep U. <laughs> oh my god. So, Ashley. And so, yes, you, you unsuccessfully attempt to grapple Philip the Goblin, and you can see that the supports are still being worn away at an alarming rate. Um, yeah, so you try and grapple Philip, and you're unsuccessful. You do still have your movement, if you'd like to do something with um, that. I'm going to just try to bypass them to the opposite side of the like what we were stage right okay and get just as far over there as I can run over there and on his turn uh, Philip gives chase and he's like you ruined it you ruined everything uh, we're never gonna get paid now Look at what you look at what you did to Poot. He's yeah, bleeding out over there. Pay. Crime doesn't pay. I'm never gonna get the money to open my bakery now. <gasps> oh, oh, oh! Tug the heartstrings. <laughs> Does Florence care? A little bit. Florence <laughs> loves a good baked goods. <laughs> I was gonna put Putin's crack through college like me, but now I'll never get the money. <laughs> Oh my god! And that's his turn. <laughs> and, and like, as, as like this heartfelt moment is happening, like the uh, you hear like the catwalks begin to like creak. Meanwhile, what's going on downstairs in the green room with the rest of uh, Stitch's tricks? Nico appears in a puff of mist. <laughs> Nico, just in time. We have to get the uh, rat suit on. Of course. And I start conjuring, I, um, I start calling the rats, which there are probably <laughs> many in this area. <laughs> um, okay. I thought we agreed to use mink. Do you see any mink? There'll I be guess some. Not. Yes, Nico? We can just conjure up some mink as we're going. Don't worry. There'll be... yes, you... We can add mink if you really insist. We have to make it, uh, it, it has to be, give our message about what do we stand for as a company. I feel like we should take a second and describe the outfit that you are putting on Petricor right now before we do anything else. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pe uh, Petricor is, we're currently building an outer layer of rats and other rodents. <laughs> uh, <laughs> live rats, right? Yes, yes. live rats. And they're, of course. they're being stitched together. They, they wrap their tails around each other to stitch into, um, to, to create this brown suit or um, maybe cape, I would say. Like, yeah, more well, yeah, a cape. Yeah. Or a cloak. That, yeah, a cloak well. that um, in totally enraptures uh, Petricor. And uh, Petricor, can you go to uh, your oldest state, please, that you feel comfortable <laughs> with? Very well. I, I age. Uh, <laughs> I, I I turn into a you know older, but still devilishly handsome David Bowie. Of course. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, underneath, uh, Petragor has a surprise that we have, uh, will probably describe later. <laughs> yeah, we will describe that when it comes time for it. Yes, uh, you know, you know the plan, right? Just uh, to yeah. share, uh, Petragor, you know no, the plan. I remember mm-hmm. very well. Uh, Nico, do you have everything ready? Uh, yes, I believe so. All right, I will let you do your work. I'm also just like petting a rodent on my shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I also look around and like Florence, Florence, Florence is nowhere to be found. (laughs) Oh, I am not (laughs) observant. Well, so while Petricor is getting ready, so now the, the camera cuts back to Florence Trumaine um, on the catwalks with Eric and the goblins. And uh, <gasps> it, it seems like it seems like Florence and Philip the goblin are having a bit of a heart to heart here all of a sudden. <laughs> all right. Um... OK, sorry. Um, so my plan has changed. I was originally just going to get off and hope that they all smush and die when the rafter things come down. However, I have had a change of heart. I go back and I grab Poot and Scrack and I scurry off with them and I try to save them. Then hopefully they can go to college just like Philip. <laughs> Go ahead and go ahead and roll athletics then to see if you can ferry these goblins to safety. Ooh. Uh Are you sure you want athletics and not like uh de- deception? <laughs> I'm fairly certain. I'm going to convince oh. these goblins I can you... carry them to safety. Uh, oh, that would be that would be <laughs> troublesome. <laughs> okay, well then it's an eight. Um yeah, so you try and grab um Poot and Scrack. Um Scrack is fine by the way. Oh well so... then I just grab Poot. Whichever one is injured. Uh with an eight, you grab Poot and Scrack, and Scrack is like Hey, what do you what do you do? I'm fine, I'm fine. And he like pushes out and um Yeah, you you just kind of drop Poot. <laughs> oh no! You're you're like carrying him like fireman style, and he kind of falls off and like falls onto the catwalk. And like when he like thuds, like it creaks again, and the whole catwalk kind of like shakes a bit and like settles in place. And some of the supports are getting like worryingly thin. And Petricor, um, after Satis showed off her next outfit, Petricor is walking out onto the catwalk as this is happening. Um, go ahead and make your performance roll, Petricor. Very well. <laughs> well. Wow. It's still a 22. It's still a 22. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a nine. Yeah, it is a nine plus 13. So the 22, um, at this point, like you've just created so much momentum amongst 
the uh, the throngs of people at this fashion show that just appearing in this um, older kind of silver fox state, I guess, mm. <laughs> really does it for someone in the crowd. And there there is cheering that. as you make your way out. Oh, uh, how did how did the people react to the previous outfit? Not the previous act. The the last outfit for Madame Sotie. Um, they seemed thoroughly impressed by it. Um, okay. after the confusion of the outfit, which uh, Nico von Frisky um, kind of <laughs> you know created, it seems like anything at all that was better than that is grounds for um, applause. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. While we were backstage, I was preparing another spell. So okay. that this time, while I'm approaching the end of the catwalk, where it's time for my turn, um, I, uh, I'm going to I, I I'm casting creation. It has a it has a, a one minute casting time, so I'm just saying like I prepared it. Right, casting yeah. it as I walked out or before I walked out. Right, that, um, that's, that's you get, you're, you're casting it as you're walking, so you're just like sl making yourself deliberately slow. A little bit, or I was casting it as I was preparing to walk out and just finishing it as I as I took the first few steps, um, and maybe that's why I wasn't quite as impressive with the first few steps. My my performance role was a little off, um, but as I approached the end of the catwalk, I cast creation and um, create uh, a, a stairway of gemstones. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Um, just up to the next, basically so that instead of coming out to the head of the catwalk, I am now, you know, like five feet higher than that. So that I, I just that, so it looks, it looks like that. Um, and it's, it's, you know, like, emerald or something as I walk up um, which contrasts beautifully with the are they are they brown rats yeah dark brown yeah, yeah the emerald contrasts beautifully with the dark brown of the rats and as I get up there to the the my new uh, head of the catwalk higher above everybody else even higher than before I they, do they just run off or do I I, yeah. I summon them oh you summon them okay yeah then I, I I do a one final turn, and go ahead. And I change I change into a, a young, beautiful, boyish David Bowie, um, <laughs> as you do what you're doing. Yeah. And as you, the crowd sees young David Bowie, they also see his outfit that's slowly morphing into mm, a platinum dragon. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and uh, I will leave it off to Nico. So as the cloak of rats scurry off and disappear, <clears throat> it is revealed of platinum scale, what's likely armor, and then connected to the sleeves are bits of webbing. So when he lifts his arms, they look like wings. And then a crafted tail behind him, <clears throat> a beautiful just scale mail all over. And then before he walked out, I also cast fly on him. That's right. And so I turn around and I let the, the the bonus catwalk dissolve. As you know, I let the spell end and I just fly back behind uh, into the backstage. Yep. 
and my so and my webbing, my webbed wings, uh, uh, flying behind me. So as you're flying back, um, I need you to make another dexterity save for me. <laughs> oh my. Okay, 18. 18, that's, I think that's enough. And so Florence, um, you're up in the catwalks with with Eric and the goblins, and you're like desperately trying to drag um, Poot back to safety. And you watch as Petricor takes, you know, this performance and this amazing emerald staircase appears and he turns into a dragon and flies off. And you're all so enraptured by it that you forget for a moment that the catwalks are collapsing. <laughs> and as Petricor takes off into the sky, um, the part of the catwalk gives way and you start falling toward the stage. Um, Petricor, with an 18 on a deck save, is able to deftly um, weave through the falling catwalk debris. I do a barrel roll. You do do a, you do a barrel roll and avoid the falling catwalk debris. And there is like general like panic and confusion in the crowd around the stage and they all like disperse and run away. And like all of the nobles in like, you know, the VIP boxes are like suddenly like trying to rush out of there as, <laughs> as like, you know, the catwalks are like collapsing onto the stage and around it. And the announcers are, well, folks, it seems we've got some technical difficulties going on tonight. So uh, thanks for showing up. And I think we shall get out of here right now. <laughs> <laughs> and as all this is happening, um, Madame Sati like stomps out onto the stage and it's just like, are you kidding me? This is the fourth year in a row that something like this. Ah! And you see her begin to cast a spell. Um, can I counterspell it? Um, I need to check how counterspell works. Is it a level yeah. three or lower? No. Okay, then I will roll. And the DC for me to succeed is 10 plus the spell level she is casting. Okay, go for it. Oops. Ooh. I don't. I rolled another four. <laughs> <laughs> so that fails. Uh, so, um, what you see happen then is you watch as Sati, um, you see she completes her spell and her form kind of like shifts and she starts growing larger. And the, the gold and purple fabrics that um, that make up her her robes kind of like wrap around her and envelop her until it forms like this big fabric cocoon until a big pair of wings emerge from the cocoon and Sati emerges having polymorphed herself into a, a weird kind of like like giant like stuffed dragon that's made of like fancy like silks and filigrees and it kind of rears back and stitches tricks. <laughs> Finally, you've made something the worst wearing. Oh, so would I? Can I start preparing also to polymorph? Yes, but everyone roll initiative. Yeah. 
Okay, so I think Katie had the highest with a 15? Mm-hmm. Okay, so after that goes... The fabric dragon, and um, all right, who who had eights? Me and Peter. Uh, who, and what uh, what did uh, Nico von Frieskis get? A ten. Okay, so Frieskis, and then. You want, do you mean want who has the Peter? higher decks? Um, Georgia Heather Stitch or Petricor? I have oh, a plus. Really? I have a plus one in decks. Does Petricor have? Plus two. Okay, so our turn order is um, Florence, the Madame Sati, currently polymorphed into a fabric dragon, um, Nico von Frieskis, and then Petricor, and then lastly, uh, Georgia Heatherstitch. Uh, Grace, not Grace, uh, Ashley. Yes. I'm reading how polymorph works. It says an un unwilling creature must make a wisdom saving throw to avoid the effect. Yes. Oh, okay. Are you casting it on yourself? Yeah, if you cast it on yourself, it just works. Okay, cool. It, it's only hey. if you try and do it to someone else. Oh, I was missing out. in your own transformation? <laughs> I was, uh, I was misreading it as it's like you had to see a creature to transform into it, and if the creature was unwilling, uh, you... Oh, no, yeah. no, no. It... It's just um, if you try and transform someone else into like a chicken or something, uh, they do have a chance to avoid it. Mm. Cool. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, it seems that Florence, Florence gets to go first. Okay. So, uh, first yeah. of all, um, you should take two d six. Uh, bludgeoning damage because you did fall with the catwalk. Okay, that that wasn't too bad. Okay, that was, that was five. That's only five. That's that's easy stuff. Easy money. Okay. Um. So I have proficiency with um. Improvised weapons, so I'm gonna just grab two pieces of catwalk that fell. Okay. And then I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to hide. And would you. Would you consider. That like a. A free action to pick up the weapons or a whole action? Uh, I would be, it's a free action. There's so much debris around. And then, okay. so you, you pick up a piece of the, uh, the rigging and, uh, secret yourself away amongst all of the, the debris that's fallen. Um, there, there's still people like, you know, clamoring to get out of the exits as the strange fabric dragon is in the middle of the room. Um, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, since I am a rogue, I can hide as bonus action, if unless I'm doing this incorrectly. So then I also have two weapon fighting and sneak attack, so I would like to sneak attack Draggy Cakes. Okay, um, yeah, go for it. Okay. Roll the... Uh, 23 to hit. 23 hits. 
three whopping. Oh wait, plus you get to add sneak, sneak attack, attack, don't you? Yes, I do. Sneak attack is gonna be scary. <gasps> what level are we at? You're level ten. So I hope you're level ten. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have no idea how big I made myself. Um, is it one d six for each level? Uh, give me just a second. I'll figure it out. Hey, Ashley. Your sneak attack is 5d6. <laughs> Good so, Ash Ashley. Yes. Uh, can I, would I be able to use Dominate Beast on this, on, on her? Um, I think you'd have to use Dominate Person. Mm. Because you retain your... In your personhood when you get polymorphed. It's like, you, you know, you're the same person. Just checking. I did a total of 15 damage to Ooh. Madame Saty Dragon. Yeah, so you you sneak up behind this this fabric dragon and you, you hack away at it and like bits of like fabric and stuffing come out and it, it roars mightily as you do your 15 damage. And never mind. Yep, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And so now now the fabric dragon gets to take its turn. And <clears throat> um let's see. It it probably will direct most of its ire for this turn. Um it, who's still backstage and who's like come on out to see what's going on out here? Uh, I'll probably poke sure my head. Quite left the catwalk. Yeah, I suppose so. Are you still a dragon, though, Petricor? How did that work? Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just an outfit. Yeah. Oh, it's just an outfit. Um, yeah, the uh, the fabric dragon is probably going to direct most of its ire um, toward Petricor, since you're still wearing the outfit that Madame Sati uh, presumably, you know, like was going to lose to. And yes, the outfit that defeated her. <laughs> <laughs> Not that all, all her outfits were better. Mm. It's true. And so the, the dragon, like, opens its mouth, and <clears throat> it, instead of breathing fire from, from its mouth, these fiery red and orange, like, silks emerge from it, <laughs> and they try to ensnare um, Petricor. So I need Petricor to go ahead and make an opposed strength roll to see if you can avoid um, being lassoed by this <laughs> this very strange breath attack. I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a bet on no. Oh wait, I'm sorry, I got my strength wrong. It's a 17, not a not a 15. Well, that's uh, that's, that's better than I expected. Well, um, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> you you beat it by one. Um, ah. The fabric dragon rolled a 16. Take that, Silks. So, so yeah, <laughs> maybe Silk wasn't the best thing to try and make a, a snare out of because it's very smooth and slippery. And so you, in your live David Bowie form, um, just slide right on out. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, seeing as that failed in, in a rage, it will begin to move towards you, but uh, that's going to expend what it can really do on this turn. So, um, let's see, who did we have next up is... 
Me, I think. No. Um, uh, it is Nico von Frieskis. <laughs> what would you? What would Nico von Frieskis like to do? So I'm still. I'm basically just poking my head out behind the curtain. Okay. And I see this fabric dragon. And I'm going to cast Animate Objects. And presumably there's a bunch of fabric scissors in the back room. <laughs> oh, no. And you would consider those, like, tiny objects, yeah? Yeah, they're pretty small. Yeah, so I now have ten tiny pairs of fabric scissors. <laughs> oh, my God. Flying out. Probably just making holes as they fly through the curtains. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the curtain is just like perforated. It's just like, <laughs> like all these scissors just punch through it. Okay, this is gonna be fun. So, they all get an attack. They all have plus eight to hit, oh and they all do. They all do one d four plus four damage. Um. Okay. Yeah. Just go ahead and roll ten d twenty. And any of them that are 10 or above hit, based on what you just told me. <laughs> it's not every day you get to roll 10 d20, is it? <laughs> so the total is 93, which is just hilarious. But two of them were one, two, three, four, five of them connect. Which is perfectly average. Yes, yeah. as all things should be. Go ahead and roll damage for these five pairs of animated scissors. Five D four. So that's five D four plus twenty. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Thirty-three. <laughs> Jesus. Just a swarm of fabric scissors fly out and attack Yeah, it. so so Madame Sati and her fabric dragon form. Um, like rears back and is like swatting at these scissors like mosquitoes as they're like attacking like you know the stitching and like the buttons on this fabric dragon and like are cutting up the filigree <laughs> and they do a number like Jesus <laughs> so I believe it's Petricor's turn it is Petricor's turn now okay well I have whole list um, <laughs> first off uh, I'm going to cast modify memory um, hmm. <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> this is a fifth level enchantment um, the the cloth the fabric dragon needs to make a uh, Wisdom saving throw. Okay. It it does get advantage because we're it in gets combat. advantage because we're fighting, so it gets to roll twice. What is this thing's wisdom? Not great. Wow. It can, I mean, <laughs> we, we, it's, it's actions betray not greatness. I'm so excited to see my turn because I have something with a wisdom saving throw. Um, oh, one of it. Can. One is. Is that with disadvantage? Or advantage. Okay, so, well, with advantage, it gets a natural twenty. Yeah. So this the spell fails. Um, no, no, wait. On a failed save, the target becomes charmed by me for the duration. No, it's a failed save. On a successful save, I guess nothing happens. I don't think anything happens on I'm success. I'm sad. That's okay. Uh, 
I will cast um, uh, the. So I I am a bard of the College of Glamour, which is uh, a, an option in one of the expansions. The it's um, in Xanathar's, Xanathar's guide. It's everything. also the best bard college. Just in oh, case good. anyone's well, wondering, it was also. It, it, I, you know, it was the one that made the most sense for for this character. No, it, it's the best because you get the mantle of glamour, and you just become so so fierce that no one can take it. <laughs> That's right. I'm just that amazing. But so I'm using, yeah, uh, I think that the mantle of majesty, which oh, lets me cast command as a bonus action. Um, there it is, command. Um, and so the target makes a wisdom saving throw. Only one this time. Oh, wow. Another <laughs> natural 20. Wow. I'm rolling a hot hand tonight. Um, okay. Well, Check inside, see if they're loaded. <laughs> uh, screw you. Um, <laughs> we gotta check the source code on this dice bot. Um, but then, so regardless, I still uh, take on an appearance of unearthly beauty, which I think just means I continue looking like David Bowie. Um, <laughs> yeah. For one minute. And uh, during this time, I can cast command as a bonus action on each turn without using a spell slot. Wow. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll be continuing to pepper this creature with command spells. Um, but for I guess I've used an action and a bonus action. And now I, um, I'm flying. So uh, I'm just going to, uh, right? Because Nico, I'm still flying, right? No, because I used animate objects so i lost concentration on fly oh you have to concentrate on fly yeah dang that. all right well i guess i i land um unexpectedly but no doubt elegantly of course uh gracefully is the word and uh in that case i just uh withdraw somewhat uh trying to lead her backstage i guess no no, I'm gonna lead her out into the end, out to the end of the catwalk because this is a show. <laughs> yeah, honestly, when you when you throw up your mantle of majesty, like, um, everyone like turns around and are like an awe and like maybe this is part of the show, and like they they start like applauding when you guys like are doing things. <laughs> yes, it's what is it? It's a a battle between dragons. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Considering like the outfit that you walked out in, this could be right. part of the show. It could be. And I will, I will, I will repeat that announcement because I say that aloud, and I will repeat it in Draconic, which I speak. <laughs> um. So, what color dragon is she? Uh she is purple and with like gold, um, gold accents. Okay. Made entirely from lace and filigree. <laughs> so I believe it's my turn now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to use a fifth le level call lightning. <laughs> <laughs> OK, go ahead. <laughs> so since it's normally a three level and I increased it by two slots, that's uh, an additional 2d10 damage. Oof. Is it an attack or a save? <laughs> it's a saving throw. Oof. Uh, 
kind of save? Uh, da, 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 da. I think it's a wisdom save. Or no, Ooh. one second. No, it's a dexterity save? Each um, creature. It's the same either way, so we'll just roll it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a five. That's so bad. So I spent all my luck on those nat twenties. So <laughs> even if you fail, even if you pass that, you only take half damage. Now you're gonna take five d ten damage. Yeah, hit hit me with it. Well, fry her, Georgia. Ah. Uh, Seventeen. <laughs> wow, that's not a great roll. Oh, but I still did five d ten. Yeah. Wowzers. A, a lightning attack doesn't the dragon get pushed back too? Does it? Sure. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so the crowd goes wild, and the announcer's like, "Wow, folks! Seems like things have really taken a turn for tonight. But uh, it seems like the World Dragon Wrestling League is making an appearance as part of uh, Stitch's Tricks' show tonight. Let's cheer them on!" <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Georgia Heather Stitch comes out and casts Call Lightning, and uh, the lightning like strikes at the fabric dragon and kind of, you know, beats it away and keeps it at bay, and the crowd goes wild. Um, I believe next up is, um, ah, yes. So we've reached the end of the turn order, but Philip the goblin, (laughs) he's still in here. And so Philip the goblin is going to charge, is going to charge the fabric dragon with a knife, um, crying aloud that, um, this is so Putin Scrat can go to college! And he's gonna try and. <laughs> he's gonna try and uh, uh, stab the fabric dragon with a knife. <laughs> and that misses horribly. Oh well. Well, I guess they're not going to college today. <laughs> Yep, and uh, Eric is also here, and he's like, "Oh, this is really impressive, guys! Like, I'm gonna go." And he he like runs off backstage, <laughs> and it comes back around to Florence Trumaine. What would you like to do? Um, I'm just going to. Where are Putin Scrack right now? Uh, Putin Scrack. Um, they they fell down like right next to where you fell because, you know, you were trying to get Poot out of there. Uh, so they're just, like, in the pit next to the catwalk. Um, Poot is still stabbed through the chest, and Scrack is, like, trying to make sure he doesn't, like, you know, get killed by an errant spell or something. Okay. Um, so if I use, if I hide, does that... Can I hide other people? Ah, oh, that seems perfectly reasonable to me. Okay, I would like to try to hide them, please. Yeah, okay, go ahead and make, uh, make your stealth roll. Okay, uh, 20. Dirty 20. Yeah, I'd say with a 20, um, you kind of like, you grab Putin, kind of usher Putin's crack to safety for the time being. Okay, good. And, um, let's see. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, I, I feel like that should just be it. I'll just 
spend as much time as I can, like, making sure that they're out of harm's way. Okay. So, on on its turn, the fabric dragon is going to look down at the goblin Philip, which is which has been, you know, futilely trying to attack. And Philip, little goblins, I should have known you would turn on me. And the fabric dragon um, just kind of like reaches down and grabs Philip in its maw and lifts oh, no. him up and chews on Philip a bit and then swallows Philip. Well, fuck. <laughs> oh, well, who was that guy anyway? It's okay. Um, I'm sure Putin Scrat go to college. I'll put him through myself. Every stitch is for them. Except, like, you hear, like, muffled, like, <laughs> from inside. And you, you see, like, the fabric dragon, like, you know, the belly part, like, kind of distending a bit where, like, Philip is in there. Oh, right. It, it's made of fabric. It's yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's mostly just stuffing in there. <laughs> Phil, Philip does get chewed on a little bit, but again, it, it's mostly just stuffing in there. <laughs> Probably dust inhalation is like the worst thing that's going to happen to him. <laughs> so, um, Frieskies, it is Nico von Frieskies' turn. I am going to cast Grease underneath the dragon. Yes. <laughs> oh no! It's gonna soak it. Grease stains fabric permanently. No. <laughs> Wait, Go but this grease disappears at the end of the spell, I think. Yeah, it does. Maybe. But the, the grease disappears, it... but the stains are forever. <laughs> <laughs> but on its turn, it will have to make a deck save or fall prone. Oh no! All right, yeah. Do you even and have then... to like do anything, or you just cast it? I don't... How does that work? I just cast it. it you just, just cast it. grease. Yeah. And then my swarm of scissors are going to attack again. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Roll, roll the 10d20. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Another five managed to connect. So, yeah, roll damage for five pairs of flying scissors. <laughs> 5d4 plus 20 again. Twenty-nine damage. damage. (laughs) Nico von Frieskis is going in on this (laughs) on this fabric dragon, Uh, but now it's Petricor's turn. Unless you want to do anything else, I'm good. Okay, go ahead, Petricor. Take it away. All right. Uh, first, I will use my bonus action command. Uh, so the dragon must make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, boy. Please don't crit. Please don't crit. Please don't crit. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I can only crit when I'm making a save against Peter. Nope. Yep. 15. That is not high enough. Oh, so you... Manage to command. What do you command it to do? That's a good question. Um, so, do, wait, did it just did it fall down? Um, it hasn't yet because it's not its turn. Oh, if okay. it if it is important, then we can resolve that. But 
no, technically no, it's fine. Um, I'm going to. I can. So the uh, uh, the spell command gives a, a short list of single words that I can use to uh, to command it. But I I'd like to. Oh, go ahead. Whatever. Just command it to vomit so that it spits up Philip. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So you see this this fabric dragon kind of like get on its haunches like a cat. <laughs> oh, no. oh. Except like I guess I don't know what sound it would make. It just sounds like bed sheets kind of ruffling. <laughs> and like Philip just like gets spat up onto the catwalk and kind of rolls and like some fabric kind of like you know, like distends from inside the fabric dragon's like throat, and it kind of like and like sucks it back in. And uh, yeah, Philip is a little beat up, but mostly okay. So okay, and then how big is the dragon? Um, it's the size of a young dragon, so yeah. it is a large creature. Okay, it's a large, large. Yeah, it's not gigantic; it's just large. Um. Okay, in that case, my second action, I will cast, or rather, my not bonus action, I cast Major Image. Ooh, okay. Um, let's see, and I'm just going to, uh, let's see, it appears someplace I can see within range, lasts for the duration, it seems completely real, including sounds, smells, and temperature. Um... And so I'm going to create the illusion of a big, uh, like, iron box. Like oh. a crate, an iron crate that just falls down over the dragon with a clang um, and is completely, you know, solid on top right. of it. Um, and basically, and I'm going to make it just bigger, than, just a little bit bigger than the dragon. So if we wanted to... We could aim attacks at the box and expect to hit the dragon. Of course. Um, but it can't see out. Okay. Is there a save associated with this, or does it just happen? Um, no, it just happens. Um, and uh, physical interaction with the image reveals it to be an illusion. So if she believes it, then, she'll, then she may just cower in the box. Um, it says a creature that uses its action to examine the image can determine it's an illusion with a successful intelligence investigation check. I see. Um, so either interacting with it physically or examining it can can tell that, at which point they can see through it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm so hoping at that. least that it will that it will um, at least confound her for a turn. Hopefully longer if she decides to just accept her imprisonment. <laughs> um, and yeah. I think I just realized, I think technically, um, I think technically she's going to follow a command of the, the vomit thing on her next turn. But whatever. I don't think it matters. And it worked out fine, I think. It did. Yeah, so the the crowd watches as Petricor, still in his dragon, or still in their dragon outfit. Thank you. Me. Still and I in shout out, be imprisoned, be still. <laughs> yeah, and like the crowd goes fucking wild as like this giant iron box just appears out of the air and just like slams down like a vault door. Perfect. So, um, next up is Georgia Heatherstitch. So I want to cast a level five 
flaming sphere. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Hit me with it. It specifically mentions that the sphere ignites flammable objects not being okay, not being worn or carried. Oh yeah. Okay. So since it's level five, it will do uh, five if five d six fire damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one, and it's a dex save. Okay, I'm gonna roll the dex save. I'm gonna roll it at disadvantage because the fabric dragon thinks it's in a box. <laughs> and, uh, it says that I a uh, fire field can appear in an acme space of your choice within range, which is 60 feet, which I'm probably in range. It can appear in an unoccupied space. Yes. So, but with, but uh, any creature within five feet of the sphere must make a dexterity save. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, one of those is a sixteen with disadvantage. Uh, that do that does succeed, but so I'll do half of a. <laughs> so it still takes half damage. Yeah, and considering that this is a dragon made of fabric, and you're lighting it on fire, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and rule that it probably doesn't. Uh, doesn't like that, and it will take double damage because. Okay. Like, what so is that called? Uh, it's, it's weak to fire. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Why that so, is so hard. So it's gonna take full damage or just double whatever. It takes normal damage. Yep. Okay. Uh, five d six. Nineteen. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, it's not having a great time. You kind of hear it thrashing around in the illusory box. And, and I, uh, I'm out of uh, the, uh, fifth level spells. Well, and so after Georgia Heatherstitch summons a flaming sphere inside the box, um, like I, I imagine you guys just see like a like a gout of light emerging from all around the bottom of the box, like kind of leaking out, mm -hmm. and you hear the dragon like roaring inside um philip is gonna wake up and he is gonna go run for backstage and Hi, we bring that? it <laughs> we bring it back around to florence trumaine all right i'm going to snake attack um, okay i do have two weapon fighting so do i get sneak attack on both you get sneak attack once per turn. Okay. Dude. First I have to hit. Um, that's 11 to hit. Uh, 11 does not hit. Okay. But the second one should hit. That one hits. <laughs> All right. Good, good, good. And then it takes uh, seven damage. All right. And then yeah. I will hide again. <laughs> yeah, so I, I imagine that Florence kind of um, emerges from emerges from their hiding place and just kind of stands outside of the box and sticks a knife in and catches part of this fabric dragon and then retreats immediately. Um, it is time for the Fabric Dragon to take its turn, and there's a couple things going on. So it has to make a deck save to not just eat shit on the on the uh, the grease that's underneath it. Ah. 
Um, what is Nico von Frieske's spell save DC? 16. Well, the dragon rolled a 7. <laughs> so the dragon is knocked prone. Um, I suppose... So, Rachel, can you check Flaming Sphere? So it started its turn within five feet of it, so is that another another deck save for that? Uh, let me check. One second. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, there it is. It lasts, the duration's up to one minute, and... It, 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 it triggers when a creature ends its turn. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Well, let's see. Um... The, uh, the Fabric Dragon is going to investigate the box and see if it can find its way out. Uh, that's pretty good. That's a... That's a twin... Uh, unnatural 20. <laughs> An un a most unnatural 20. <laughs> uh, that beats my spell save, DC. Yeah. So you... The... The four of you watch as this fabric dragon um, emerges through the wall of the box, partially on fire. The crowd is just eating it up at this point with just the absurd spectacle of all of this. And it, it steps out of the box and out of the range of the flaming sphere. And with that, um, that's all it can do on its turn, though. Because <laughs> it used up its action. So we come back around to Nico von Frieske. Uh, doesn't it have to make a roll against the flaming ball? No, it um, moved it, away. It managed to walk away. If it oh. remained, yeah, if it remained stuck in the box, it would have. Okay. Alrighty. So, Nico saw the ball of fire and realized that's a pretty good idea. So I'm going to cast <laughs> a fifth level chromatic orb of fire. <laughs> oh. Oh boy. Is a 19 to hit? That hits. Yeah. And that is 78 damage. Roll it. I don't think I don't think our fabric dragons making it out of this one. It's okay. I have another fire spell after this one. Okay. So that's 27 damage. So, do describe how Nico von Frieskies would like to uh, take care of business. <laughs> is this is this the end of our fabric fellow? I believe this is the end of our fabric dragon <laughs> by eleven hit points. <laughs> All right, so Nico finally fully steps out from behind the curtain that he's maybe been hiding behind, <clears throat> and holds out a ball of fire in his hand that then grows a lot bigger and he just throws it at the dragon just you didn't even fireproof the fabric dog come on come on <laughs> yeah and as it's a this basic enchantment <laughs> as this giant ball of fire connects with the uh, with the fabric dragon the fire kind of envelops it and it burns away the fabric and madame sati um, is kind of like thrown like backwards, you know, like emerging from the ashes of this dragon, and she's like dazed and laying on her back on the ground, and like her clothes and her hair are like singed and still like kind of smoldering. And the crowd goes 
just absolutely insane at this climax to this battle. Um, you see a couple of a couple of humans, also wearing the black gambesons that say security, start making their way toward the catwalk, and the announcers uh, the announcers come back on and. Well, folks, that was one hell of a show we got tonight. Uh, everybody, give a big round of applause for Stitch's Tricks. And the crowd once again goes absolutely insane. Um, you watch as Madame Sati is dragged off by security, um, screaming something to the effect of, This is a. I want to speak to the manager of this fashion show! Oh, God, what's going I'll get you next time, my pretty. Well, You'll see me again at the next semi-annual fashion show. Don't <laughs> <laughs> have to wait six months. I'm, so I mean, basically. She's been trying this for only two years now. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, while she's being dragged off, I grab our troop and we, I, we, st- I make, we start bowing. Towards That's her. right. So you guys take a bow, and the commissioner of. The commissioner of the Waterdeep Order of Master Tailors, Glovers, and Mercers, a wizened old man in a very fine, very fine robes, um, comes and takes the stage and... Well, everybody, he says, you know, kind of like addressing the crowd, and his voice is, you know, magically amplified. It would seem that, uh, by a strange turn of fate, our winner for tonight has been decided for us. But you should decide yourself anyway, that we were the best. I must say, as you uh, so courteously bring up, your outfits were very impressive, and so was this performance that you've put on for everybody. He says, kind of like, very slightly confused, like, looking at all the wreckage and debris, and, like, you know, part of the catwalk is just on fire. <laughs> but, uh, rules are rules, I suppose. So, I do graciously announce to the men and women of Waterdeep that Stitch's Tricks is hereby inducted into the order of Master tailors, glovers, and mercers, and is officially recognized as such in the city of Waterdeep. And, yeah, and everyone kind of, everyone, you know, like, cheers and claps, and uh, he kind of prompts you all to take a bow. And you are... from bowing. <laughs> no, he cannot. And for a few moments, you kind of, like, bask in the glory of the moment... And then you're ushered off stage and Francois approaches and, um, well, that was quite the show you put on. Um, uh, we are just going to put all this damage on Madame Satie's tab. Is that correct? Yes. 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 Okay. Um, I believe that, um, we shall be able to sue for quite a bit once the authorities are done with her. Um, thank you very much. Um, this was another, this was quite the uh, quiet fashion show compared to the last one. Uh, I congratulate <laughs> you on your success and I hope to, uh, never see you again behind my stage. Uh, please, uh, run along now and have a wonderful, uh, 
have a wonderful Lady of Joy Festival. Toodles. And he kind of like <laughs> shoes you out of there. Uh, I start heading backstage to get our, make sure everything's in order and none of our fabric has started to burn, even though I trust that Nico put an anti-fire spell. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, our main gimmick for our first outfit was burst into flames. <laughs> that it was. It wasn't real fire. It was just magic fire. <laughs> magic then fire is obviously very different from yeah. real fire. Obviously. Obviously. You heard of kids don't play with real fire, just magic fire. Yep. Just learn how to cast sacred flame because it can't actually ignite things. <laughs> Don't cast flaming the sphere. It can. <laughs> oh, is there still a flaming sphere out on the stage in a giant iron box? I've, 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 I stopped concentrating on my magic, so it faded away. That's a good point. Yeah. I, it also, mine was concentration. It's just a small rain of scissors. As I was <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God, that's so dangerous. They're all just, like, sticking in the stage. Orbited by... by Tw 10 scissors they're just flying around you, you yeah so as, as you guys there's just fight with them as you guys were like taking your bow the stage is on fire the catwalks have like collapsed and like nearly crushed some people there's like 10 <laughs> pairs of scissors like sticking into the wood of the stage and the floor around it yeah and uh, like a, a, a woman is being dragged off by security this was a very successful faster show. I would like to congratulate all of you on your hard work for this uh, wonderful time. Yes, this was delightful. Yes, let's do it again so in six fun. months. <laughs> I was amazing, wasn't I? Yes, you were. Of course you were. There was no doubt. <sighs> well done yeah. for the after party. Florence, dear, I believe your scissors are over there. I point to the random scissors flying <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I pocket them all. <laughs> yeah, and uh, about now is when we have like the uh, the PBS after school special, like freeze frame. <laughs> We're all like high fiving. Yeah. <laughs> Except for is it Florence who's like too short? Oh, thanks. Trying to. <laughs> I just I just knock people in the knees. Well, Nico is also four feet tall. Nico oh. and Florence are high fiving, and the there tall people are high fiving. Yeah, it's like the kids at the kids' table and the <laughs> adults just high five each other. Uh, if Perfect. Florence, if you want to tell me about Philip, I could hire them for security. Yes, I. You definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we need security. Course. Yes, uh, yes, I think I need some security. Florence, dear, do you know anyone? Oh, I got a name or two in mind. Very well. It's actually three. <laughs> More the merrier, as I point to the flaming <laughs> uh, ground and this cat work falling, falling to the ground. <laughs> oh, man. Perfect. And, um,. <laughs> Once again, Gottfried Galantide, um, kind of like he he walks by, looking very stunning, and he he gives um, Petricor a knowing a knowing nod as he I... as he um, disperses into the evening air. 
I, I nod back uh, as, as coolly as I can, but my heart is a flutter. Um, <laughs> roll, roll, roll performance for this nod. The most important roll of the night. Most important nod of my life. <laughs> 29. <laughs> 29, you nod back and all of you watch as Gottfried Galantide pauses and he <gasps> like turns his head and cocks an eyebrow and kind of like <laughs> like takes his head as if to say come on then <laughs> oh I do <laughs> oh <laughs> lord Petrogar see you at the after party Petrogar you're still in the outfit Petrogar <laughs> I like to imagine that he would just like strip the outfit away from himself and then just continue in the nude <laughs> uh, sounds about right the, the real secret function of you guys uh, designs for when you need rapid egress from your clothes <laughs> I start uh, pinging up the pieces yes I just yeah I'll just peel off the, the outfit as I go to, to catch up with Gottfried and uh, and and <laughs> And whip off a, a, a random loose piece of clothing and, and uh, of, of cloth and use it as a like a sarong or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, you're you're going to the after party where just a loincloth is uh, formal wear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shock them all with how prudish I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, is there anything else that the the members of Stitch's Tricks would like to take care of. I do not think so. I'm good. Okay, then. I'm going to go have a lot of sex. <laughs> Wait a minute, Petricor or Peter? <laughs> Little did Petricor know, he was actually going to the Board of Trustees meeting for the Waterdeep Guild of Models for the Waterdeep like Screen Actors Guild. <laughs> Leave them alone. The models guild has a lot of sex too. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that like the wild orgy just comes after that, but you know. That's well, just a given. Patrick Orr has to be um, uh, inducted, as you would say, into the. <laughs> oh God! That's oh, just into God. the order now that they are oh. part of the. Okay, uh, we're we're getting full on into fantasy eyes wide shut. Taylor's I think we need shield. to call it here. Um, <laughs> Fade to black, fade to black. Yeah, if you made it this far and are still listening, uh, thanks, I guess. We're all sorry. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>